Today in business from Wired. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. The year of driving less, but more dangerously. Total traffic deaths fell during pandemic lockdowns, but fatalities per mile traveled rose due to faster driving, fewer cops, and more drug use, by Arian Marshall. In theory, bringing society to a screeching halt should curtail traffic deaths. No one's going to bars and then driving home. Few are commuting to work. The occasional trip to the grocery store does not demand excessive speed. So when swaths of the country ground to a halt this year amid the COVID-19 pandemic, it was easy to predict the results. Heeding public health officials, plenty of people stopped traveling. So, yes, traffic deaths did decline, at least in the first half of the year, according to the most recent government data available. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, which tracks traffic fatalities, says 16,650 people died on U.S. roads from January through June, compared with 16,988 in the same period a year earlier, a 2% dip. But the volume of traffic fell much more. As a result, more people died per mile traveled, 1.25 per 100 million miles in the first half of the year, compared with 1.06 in the same period in 2019, and the highest rate since 2008. From April through June, the figures were even more dire. Deaths per mile traveled jumped by 31% compared with 2019, a figure that usually state government researchers called striking. When the pandemic lockdown started, There were people who were saying, we're going to have a deathless day on the roads, says Robert Wunderlich, a transportation researcher and the director of the Center for Transportation Safety at the Texas A&M Transportation Institute. Then we turned around, and that's not what happened. And it's really disconcerting, to be honest. The numbers highlight how COVID-19 has spawned other public health emergencies as the social effects and officials' failures to grapple with the pandemic bleed into every part of American life. Now, researchers are pondering whether the relative spike in deaths is a blip or a sign of deeper problems on roadways, the kind that demand attention from law and policymakers. This is something that transportation analysts and researchers are going to be studying for a long time, says Bob Pishu, senior economist at INRIX, a traffic analytics firm. Evidence suggests that the pandemic created, at times, a road safety perfect storm. Open roads tempted speeders. 
Police reduced traffic enforcement because of low traffic volumes and reduced arrests for minor offenses to protect officers' health, according to a government survey. In many places, saw spikes in drug and alcohol use, which public health officials theorize are linked to stress, boredom, and the lack of a regular schedule. In one study, 65% of people killed in crashes in the first four months of the pandemic tested positive for at least one drug, and the share of people who tested positive for opioids doubled to 14%. The pandemic also removed from the streets exactly the sort of people who make them safer, older, risk-averse drivers who aren't into road rage or speeding. The effects of pandemic driving seem to be worse in some places than others. A government analysis this month found the deaths during those first few months of pandemic were more likely on rural roads, involving male drivers, passengers, and pedestrians aged 16 to 24, and among those not wearing seatbelts. A report by Inrix finds that the majority of big U.S. metros saw 25% fewer collisions from April through October, but drops were less pronounced in places such as Chicago, Miami, Seattle, and St. Louis. Wisconsin is one of those terrible outliers. An analysis from the Wisconsin Policy Forum found that total crashes this year through July were down 26% compared with the year earlier. Crash injuries were down 23%. But fatal crashes jumped 17%, and crash fatalities climbed 20%, way outpacing national and even regional trends, even though fewer people were driving. Parts of Milwaukee had seen jumps in road fatalities even before the pandemic, and the state has long had a higher ratio of alcohol-involved deaths, though the numbers had been trending down. But Mark Sommerhauser, the group's communications director and the lead researcher for the report, says he doesn't have enough data to explain what's really going on. The short answer is, I don't know, he says. But you wonder just how much the mental health effects of what we've been going through the last seven months play into it and how that's affecting the choices people are making when they're getting behind the wheel. In a statement, the Wisconsin Department of Transportation said the state is seeing an increase in multiple risky behaviors, excessive speed, alcohol and drug use by drivers and passengers. The department noted that many Midwestern states saw similar spikes and that it was using crash and citation data to identify crash hotspots and increase high visibility enforcement there. In Texas, Researchers zooming in on driving behavior in April, the state's most intense period of lockdown, found fatal crashes were not just the result of drivers speeding like mad. Rather, with fewer cars on the road, drivers were going a bit faster than usual, often within speed limits. Thanks to physics, even small hikes in speed can lead to more fatal crashes. Wonderlich, the Texas researcher who led the analysis, says there's little reason to believe that the situation has improved since April. It's possible even that the issue could stick around after the pandemic, especially if some people keep to their work-from-home routines, nixing the traditional rush hour and leaving roads less crowded. Solutions, says Wonderlook, could include safer road designs, like rumble strips and shoulders on rural roads that warn drivers when they're drifting. In urban areas, research suggests that narrower lanes and more road features like roundabouts force drivers to pay more attention to the people on the street around them. But it's also about people changing their behavior, fiddling with their phones less, and making sure that they're engaged while driving. We always wanted to solve the congestion problem and drive faster, Wonderlick says. Now we need to reduce risk. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business.
Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.